1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts, learn how to make money with domains, know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain, right here on Domain Master.
2: Welcome, everyone, to Domain Masters. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm the guest host of Domain Masters tonight for Vacation Monty Monte-Con. Montecon will be returning back to Domain Masters in two weeks. Uh, but tonight uh, we have a very exciting show. Uh, right after we return from our break, we're going to have Rob Grant. Rob Grant will be uh, our guest host tonight, so stay tuned when we come back from this break for Domain Masters.
0: You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned.
3: Jeez
1: Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads, all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour, adapt.com slash radio.
3: Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh, Here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. Great service is hard to come by, whether you're sitting in a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me. Hi, this is Katie Kempner. Please join me Tuesdays at the intersection of advertising and PR while I talk with my friends, industry leaders in advertising and marketing about the state of the industry today. Live broadcasts Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm is now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Get out your spray paint and put your graffiti on our wall. Get all the details on the webmasterradio.fm homepage.
4: And welcome back to this week's special segment for the Dot Asia Hot or Not appraisal contest on webmasterradio.fm. I'm Joplin Frakes. And we'll be meeting the fifth weekly $1,000 Hot or Not contest winner today. Uh, with me on the show is Leona Chen from .Asia. Welcome to the show again. Would you uh, tell us a little bit about the contest that we're doing?
5: Hi, Justin. Good to be on Domain Masters again. Um, the Hot or Not Domains Appraisal Contest is a 1st of its kind contest that gives out cash prizes for those who correctly identify the highest-fetched .Asia auctions and their winning bids. And uh, as some of you may already know, multiple applications for a .Asia domain submitted during sunrise and land rush phase are put auction between those who have applied for the same domain within each sub-phase of the launch. And these auctions are ongoing right now and will continue through July and August. So for the .Asia Hot or Not Domains Appraisal Contest, we're giving out five weekly prizes of $1,000 each and a grand prize of $10,000 for contest winners. Check out our updates at www.think.asia, and uh, contest entry ended on July 13th.
4: Wow, wow, that's great. And we've had two of the five weekly contest winners already on the show. Jason Drake, I think, was the third-week winner, and Ernesto Mysul was uh, from Israel uh, last week. Uh, And we'll be meeting the fifth and final weekly prize winner today. Um, you can find more about the contest on the Hot or Not blog uh, at uh, www.think.asia and it features some expert comments and appraisals on uh, .asia domain names. Now, personally, I'm a big fan. I have uh, uh, of the .asia. I have Asia registered and it currently points to my blog. So I get a chance to see things like, um, uh, you know, responses to why I did that. And then, uh, the Discover.Asia is going strong on your top 10 auction list. That's a great name right there with a lot of potential. Uh, let's, let's welcome, uh, the fifth weekly prize winner and it's Mr. Rudy Kosumuhardo from Indonesia. Rudy's 39 years old and works as a Windows Server Specialist. Uh, he correctly identified fifth weekly highest auction contest domain, vodka.Asia, which was won at $25,000 US. Uh, Rudy's been following Asia since its sunrise last year, and he's been very interested in the domain market since 2006 and has been trying to learn as much as he can about the industry. Welcome to the Masters and the Asia Hot or Not contest, Rudy. What is your outlook on the Asia domain?
5: Oh, I think the Asia domain is uh, can of... Uh, as big as a .com domain and that one is the tld top level domain
4: that's great to hear i i i think uh, i agree with you and yes um next now according to the rules terms and conditions of the contest Uh, Rudy has to answer a trivia question related to domain names before he can receive the U.S. $1,000 cash prize. The question for you, Rudy, is what is the country code top-level domain for Malaysia?
5: M-Y. Very
4: well. Very well, you are the winner, congratulations
5: uh, Will you invest some of much. your
4: winnings to buy more .asia domain names?
5: Yeah, sure, but the, the, the premium is actually, is, uh, it is gone
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was able to get jothin.asia for my blog pretty easily in the general registration That's very valuable to yes. me so I think you never know. Uh, yeah. So Rudy, thank yeah. you for playing and being on with us on Domain Masters for the .Asia Hot or Not contest. And we look thank forward you. to meeting the grand prize winner of the .Asia Hot or Not uh, Domains Appraisal Contest. And they'll be announced uh, around late August when all the .Asia Sunrise and Land Rush auctions are complete. Thank you for being on Domain Masters for the Hot or Not contest.
3: To domain masters you're still master of your
2: domain yes master of my domain here's your host Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Victor Pitts. I'm the guest host of the Domain Masters today, substituting for vacationing Monty Khan. Uh, I'd like to uh, welcome our guest tonight, which is uh, Rob Grant. Rob Grant, he owns a large uh, network of content sites, including over 1,500 tra- travel and lifestyle sites throughout the United States. Uh, an example of one of the sites that he has is uh, Adirondacks.com. Uh, and uh, Rob will correct me on the pronunciation of that. It's one of those Indian words that uh, will take me about 50 tries to try to, to uh, pronounce right. Uh, Rob, welcome to Domain Masters. Thank you, Victor. Uh, it's a pleasure. And, and will you correct me on my pronunciation of the domain name now? So I, I will. It's,
6: uh, it, it's a rather strange name, Adirondacks, and uh, I believe in uh, in. The Indian language that it comes from it it, it means bark eaters,
2: um, not beer drinkers, but bark eaters. So, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Well, we've uh, we've known Rob for for quite some uh, years now. Um, there's recently been a, a number of. Uh, Times which Rob has, uh, we've seen his name in the press most recently in a story that was done by DN Journal uh, back in uh, April of 2008, and the the title of the story is "The Domain Giant You Didn't Know: Rob Grant's uh, Round uh, Round Route to uh, Real Estate Riches." Uh, so, Rob, why don't you tell us just a little bit about uh, uh, how you got your your start uh, in the domaining business? Sure. Um... And
6: and by the way, Ron Jackson uh, did such a a wonderful job kind of covering the whole decade because I really got started back in the domain space in 1996, so it now seems like a very long time ago, Uh, but of course back then there was no Yahoo, there was no Google, there was no PPC. Search engines didn't exist yet, and no one, of course, knew what domains were. So, for the few folks out there who were uh, going after these names, uh, it was kind of a a very a very strange time where um, you weren't really sure if what you were doing was right or crazy or if your hunch was going to pay off, and of course back then uh, network solutions was the, uh, the monopoly and uh, uh, domains were quite expensive or became quite expensive because the uh, mandatory registration was two years. So you know, you were looking at a hundred bucks or more uh, per domain. So when you bought a domain, when you began to buy thousands of names, uh, it became very expensive. And again, there was no revenue model at the time, so there was no way to generate any kind of uh, revenue to pay for the registration fees. And that was true for, I'd say, the first six years. So the guys who got in early really had to have some conviction and uh, just hope that their hunch of uh, would play out which of
2: course it did finally and and then turning the the clock forward you know six years later when the monetization opportunities uh, started uh, coming to you what were some of the first uh, monetization solutions that you uh, incorporated into those domains well i remember
6: oh uh, geez it, it must have been back around 03 or 04 i think it was dots up um they they approached me, and uh, that was my first real taste of, um, you know, the PPC world. And back then, of course, you were lucky if you could generate two to three cents a click. Um, and so, you know, your monthly revenue was, was pitiful, but at least it was a beginning. And it began to get exciting because... Um, as as that space began to evolve, and more parking companies uh, arrived on the scene, and companies like Overture uh, found ways to really monetize traffic, that was that was kind of the great awakening for the domain world, because suddenly, not only domains but search engines. Could finally monetize the eyeballs, and up until then, they had been uh, uh, essentially trying to find ways to generate revenue. So that was that was a very exciting period around 03 and 04, and then it
2: just began to accelerate and and got more and more exciting. Now, tell us a little bit about the uh, type of portfolio that you have now. As, as I had indicated in the uh, introduction, uh, you have about 1,500 uh, travel and lifestyle sites. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, we've got, we operate a,
6: a, a large network of content sites on our own servers, and uh, we've got about 1,600 uh, travel, real estate, and lifestyle sites. Uh, and then I, I've got a parking portfolio, uh, which currently is uh, parked with Traffic Z and our feed is Yahoo and we've got about uh, 8,000 domains with them and Traffic uh, TrafficZ does a very good job optimizing those domains and we're constantly experimenting with them to try and find uh, better ways to um, uh, squeeze revenue out of every click uh, but our content sites have been under development for years. You know, We started building sites back almost 10 years ago. I think we launched our first site in 1997. Um, I've got a large, very large, well probably the largest portfolio of realestate.com domains. And that portfolio came out of my experience as a broker here in the state of New York. And that's an interesting story because Um, When I was first approached by my web designer back in, I don't know, 96, 97, that I should buy my own name, Rob Grant Real Estate, you know, I thought to myself, well, really no one gives two hoots about Rob Grant, but what they do care about is the location where they're searching. And so I thought, well, maybe I should buy Adirondack Real Estate, and Syracuse Real Estate and Buffalo Real Estate. And very quickly, I uh, kind of jumped out of my local area into the state of New York where I grabbed that vertical, of uh, you know, NewYorkRealEstate.com, com, Albany, and so forth. And then very quickly uh, left New York and began to work my way up the uh, eastern seaboard and tried to gobble up as many U.S. geo domains as I could, and then went into Canada, gobbled up those. And then, surprisingly, it took me a while, about a year, two years, before it occurred to me that I should really go after all the international names. And no one had done that because we were all so focused on the U.S., Mm -hmm. And the international market was wide open. I mean, uh, japanrealestate.com, londonrealestate.com, you know, all the great names were wide open, wide open. So I was able to grab about 95% of that market, which ultimately uh, resulted in uh, a huge franchise. So today, um, you know, I operate... uh, easily the largest network of geo-targeted real estate domains. And where I couldn't hand-register a country or a city, I would go out and buy that domain from uh, someone who had. So it, it's been a portfolio that's been kind of quietly put together over the last
2: 10 years. Now, the real estate sites that you, uh, that you have uh, in your portfolio the, the content, it, are you the person, are you actually doing the brokering of properties on this or is this something that you um, you sell the rights to or, 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 or allow the rights to use the domain name to for other brokers to uh, sell properties? Right. Well,
6: no, you know, my goal was first to try and put together uh, what I call a seamless global franchise because my thought was eventually one of the very big real estate uh, companies would understand this model and want to buy it or want to partner with me, whether it was Century 21 or Remax or Sendin, one of those. Uh, so my, my mission was first to kind of build the infrastructure uh, in terms of actually going out and developing relationships with brokers in all of these different cities and countries, frankly, it would take me the rest of my life. So, I, I think the quickest and most efficient way to do that would be to either sell the entire network or partner, you know, with a Remax where they've already got the agents and brokers in place throughout the world, and they're the ones who can take advantage of. Uh, these great city and, and country and state domains. Mm-hmm. So, how are they? here fights? in New York? Here in New York, yes, we monetize uh, the New York traffic, and that that's a whole other interesting case study because I've got uh, I have about fifteen real estate agents who are very well trained in taking an online lead and converting that to an actual sale. And what's fascinating about that is that, um, take Hawaii real estate, for example, there the average home sells for about 730000 yet the PPC click is worth about 75 cents. Now, as a broker, I know that if I were licensed in Hawaii and I could take that same lead that would only generate 75 cents a click, and give that to one of my top agents, who could convert that eventually into a sale. You're looking at a six percent in-house commission, so you're looking at you know forty, fifty grand compared to seventy-five cents a click. So that's why the real estate domains um, really are in a class by themselves, because PPC, uh, you know, that business model. Is is fine, but it completely undervalues the the highest and best
2: use for real estate domain. Right. Now, how is the uh, real estate uh, crisis for as a term is often kicked around? How is that affecting uh, your real estate property?
6: Well, online, um, it's kind of interesting. I think what's happened is that uh, a lot of brokers have been forced to find more efficient ways to advertise. So uh, ironically, what they're doing is leaving traditional advertising like print and brochures and stuff like that, which is very expensive. And they're migrating over to search, Google and Yahoo, where not only can they track their leads, but their cost is far less and far more targeted than it would be, say, in a magazine uh, or a local newspaper. So we haven't seen a significant decline, which um, uh, so far, you know, has held true. I don't know what the future holds, because I think we're in for another at least year to two years of uh, hard economic times. Right.
2: Right. the the uh, traffic that you get to the uh, to the real estate property that you have is this something that uh, you you do your own SEO work for uh, mm-hmm. or are these okay so you have your yeah. own team for doing that yeah yeah and you know over the years we've um,
6: we've we've gotten pretty good at that um, and. You know, there's no real mystery to it, in my opinion. I mean, if you want to be, if you want to have top placement with Google or Yahoo, you've got to have uh, very rich content. It has to constantly uh, be changing. Um, You've got to offer real information. And Google especially has become a lot more stringent, you know, in their criteria. So when we launch a site, we make sure first that um, it meets all of our parameters, Mm -hmm. and uh, then we'll launch it off of one of our large sites. And we tie all of our sites into our large network, and that benefits us because uh, we have a lot of very high-quality outbound and inbound links that uh, benefit you know, hundreds of our sites. All of these sites have content, all of these sites are unique. So if a consumer lands on them, they're, they're going to get you know, real information. Right, right. And then, of course, we have paid advertisers who um, either come to us, or we have sales reps who go
2: out to them who will pay to be on these sites. Uh, just uh, as a reminder to our listeners, in in the month of uh, August, uh, Monica will be having a, uh, a auction at the first time at the Search Engine Strategy out in San Jose. So, therefore, uh, tying it back to uh, to your conversation is uh, how important do you feel that the uh, that the domain piece is. Uh, to the whole search engine optimization uh, strategy, how important, how much weight do you think that the domain plays into uh, positioning of a, a website in the search engines? Well, it's a really good question because it's changed, and
6: uh, I think one of the things we all have to realize in the domain space is that Google has become uh, extraordinarily good at what they do. And um, whereas three or four years ago. Uh, a consumer would still have trouble finding something on the Internet. Today, uh, Google has really changed that experience. So I look at it more from a a marketing and a branding uh, standpoint where I feel if you own a premier generic domain in the dot-com and you build that out, say, tropicalfish.com or recordingartist.com, that brand has credibility in the eyes of the consumer. So to me, it's as important to look at it from the consumer perspective as it is from the SEO perspective. I think that you you have to work just as hard to um, do the SEO strategy even with a premier domain today but the important thing is that by owning the brand you have the credibility and essentially okay. you you own that market share that mind share uh, in the eyes of the consumer because fortune 500 companies have spent billions of dollars over the last decade branding the dot-com domain and that was always my premise going into this, that the dot-com would evolve into a brand. So I think by owning the dot-com, you own that space. Now, you're going to have country codes, which will do very well. Uh, You're going to have many different competing uh, top-level domains and uh, vanity domains that will be emerging. But I think dot-com is so entrenched, in the the mind
2: of the consumer right well, no doubt about it still considered a uh, dot dot com uh, industry uh... rob one of the things i saw in, in um... some of the information i was reading about you was your involvement uh... with or association with the america's cup can you tell us just a little bit about that
6: yeah um... this was back when ted turner was at the helm uh, back in newport Rhode Island, and this goes back to 1977, and uh, at the time, believe it or not, I had a small boat company which built 16-foot day sailors, and I was based in Newport, Rhode Island, and when I heard the um, America's Cup was going to be uh, held again in Newport, you know, I got to thinking, we're going to have a tremendous number of uh, press attending that event, because the America's Cup really was a a premier international sailing event. So the notion struck me that if I could turn my sails into billboards and find a company that would sponsor me, uh, wouldn't it be interesting to create these beautiful sails that, you know, the masts on these boats, uh, they're easily 16, 17 feet high. And if we could create compelling graphics on these sails and then put together a flotilla of boats which could intercept the press fleet at the start of the America's Cup, we could generate tremendous press. And I was able to get King William Scotch to uh, roll the dice and go with this. Uh, it only cost them roughly 40000 And we uh, had a fleet of roughly 12 boats, which on the morning of the America's Cup, quietly went out and waited at the entrance. And we ambushed the press fleet. There must have been 800 to 1,000 reporters from around the world. And you could hear those motor drives go off on those cameras as the sales (laughs) went up. And we ended up, um, uh, we were in Newsweek time, you know, probably 150 to 200 international publications, and of course, King William Scotch was absolutely delighted with the coverage they got. They got worldwide coverage, and that launched my
2: company, Creative Sale, which uh-huh. uh, was a lot of fun. Oh my God, that's great! Um, now I know that uh, as as your career progressed, and uh, that you have. Uh, uh, Hit a point in which you're you're giving back. You're giving back to the community and to the yeah. uh, people that helped to get you to this uh, this stage. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
6: Yeah, back um, back around 2000, you know, I I had the idea of of taking a lot of the educational domains that I owned and uh, gifting those domains to uh, different colleges around the country and. You know, back in 2000, again, the the level of understanding for domains was still pretty primitive, so I had to go in and, and meet with uh, the administration and explain to them how domains worked and what the potential value would be with a highly intuitive domain that might potentially bring in an applicant. And... Uh, the colleges began to understand the potential, so we began to gift first small blocks of domains, starting with a 20000 gift back in 2000, and then progressing through the years uh, up to uh, a recent gift of over 600000 to uh, St. Lawrence University and to St. Scholastica College. And now it's matured to the point where uh, a college like St. Scholastica has launched what they call the Domain Name Project, where they have selected over 69 premier educational domains, which the faculty and students will build out. And this is their College of Communications. So this is something which is going to be an ongoing project for the college. These will be... um, educational portals which will be built and put up by teams of students and faculty. And once these portals are up and they gain traction with the search engines, as well as having the power of these intuitive domains, it's not only going to extend the brand of the college, but hopefully attract potential applicants. And my argument to these universities is always that it just takes one applicant coming in and converting to an actual tuition, because as you know, tuitions today range from twenty to forty-five thousand a year. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take much to
2: make this uh, gamble pay off. And so you've donated uh, domain names. Is there any do you, anything else besides the domain names that you don't donate? Any other types of services? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll help
6: um, if if they want uh, if they want our assistance, will help them set up these sites, we'll give them um, our feedback, our advice. um, And, you know, we're more than happy to uh, kind of give them the the whole package. Um, Right. And fortunately, we don't have to do as much of that now as we used to when domains were still relatively unknown. Uh, But, you know, we've given... Close to a million dollars
2: worth of educational domains since uh, 2000. It's amazing. It's amazing. And the uh, domains that you have donated, how do you assess the value of the uh, donation that you've, you've made? Um.
6: Actually, Moniker has always been uh, uh, the the company that has done all of our appraisals because their appraisals routinely will stand up to any kind of IRS scrutiny and uh, frankly i feel the values have always been very conservative uh... which is fine with me because uh... uh certainly if you're ever challenged you you want to show that you undervalued a domain right. but we we've given away some very significant uh... educational domains
2: Right. of the the new the i decision to uh, to launch uh, or allow uh, multiple new TLDs to uh, come to the market starting next year. What's your your thoughts of that? I know you shared with us your, your view of the dot-coms and, and the uh, value of the, the uh, CCTLDs, but what do you think of this decision to allow all these new names to come to, or TLDs to come to the market?
6: You know, I, I think the best way to visualize this is uh, it's like looking at the consumer trying to swat, an entire swarm of bees uh, flying around their head. It it is going to become so confusing and so cluttered to the consumer that I think it's going to reinforce the longstanding brand value of dot-com. I think dot-net and dot-org are going to continue to gain value, and I think the the integrity of true country code domains is going to continue to increase in value. But as you launch hundreds of new uh, uh, extensions, it's only going to confuse the consumer. And we've seen that already with extensions like .travel and .biz you know dot co-op I mean if you if you stop the average guy on the street and you ask him to name uh, a domain you first of all he won't even know what a TLD is he's gonna tell you dot com Right. and and the uh, he doesn't even know there's a dot edu or a dot gov you know it's just life is too complicated uh, I've always believed in trying to simplify everything and um, so, for that reason, uh, they can launch as many ex- extensions as they want. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot of these uh, uh, die a, a slow,
2: untimely death. Uh, one last question here, Rob: is uh, out of uh, when, when you acquire domain names, whether through uh, you know, aftermarket services or new registrations. How do you make the determination of uh, which names to develop versus uh, which is, is the biggest buzzword going around right now is is developing out the the domain. Uh, yeah. Which ones do you develop versus which ones do you put on a, a, a pay per click parking page? Well, you know, it's
6: a good question because
2: um, when
6: when you have a portfolio that has, that's been blessed with a lot of really fine domains, it becomes extremely difficult to make that kind of choice. And I mean, we've got domains like specialeducation.com and tropicalfish.com and fourwheeldrive.com and recordingartist.com and hundreds of names like that, which truly deserve to be built out. And you know, as a marketing guy, it, it really kills me to see them parked, but it really is the only efficient way right now to monetize a large portfolio. So when I select a domain to actually build out, it has to be a name that fits into our current network of developed sites, and most of those are either travel or Lifestyle or real estate uh, oriented, and if it if it's compatible with that network and it can benefit from uh, the synergy in that network, then we'll launch it. And um, but you know we're not going to we're not going to try and undertake um, a category that we're not familiar with and uh, start start up a, a whole big project. We have, by the way, pulled NewYorkRealEstate.com out of uh, the parking program, and we are going to begin to build that site out uh, simply because it's such an important domain and because we are based here in New York. Uh, we can probably develop relationships with brokers throughout the state of New York and all the key cities, and so that's going to be a work in progress
2: Um uh, and something to follow. Well, Rob, we really appreciate you being on today's uh, Domain Masters show, and and you've provided a, a wealth of information. And uh, you have a very uh, colorful uh, uh, history uh, within the industry and before the industry. And it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Victor. I appreciate it. All right, well, folks. Well, thanks for listening in to uh, Domain Masters again. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm the guest host of Domain Masters today, Monty Kahn. Uh, We'll be back in, in two weeks, uh, resuming his role as the host of Domain Masters. So uh, next week we have Jonathan Frakes that will be uh, hosting the show. So stay tuned to Domain Masters, where you learn to be the master of your domain.